Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Let's go! Hey, kids. Hey, Dad. War crimes will be prosecuted. I chose this profession, so therefore I, I earned beer. You want to go to the matinee? The feeling is definitely there. You don't know my name! It's a new morning in America. This is the old dude, Howard J. Reynolds. Step into my office. There's not going to be too many punks. Don't you stop worrying about the punks? Ah, you. That's my name. Yeah, let's go to the punk show. Introducing for your listening pleasure. Here it is. Here we go. High Fives Podcast, episode 82. I wanted to see if you just pick it up, if you just if you just go with it. But it's like you need me to say, Michael. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, say something more. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I mean. You're not you're not ready. Well, I you know, was ready. It takes us like a good five, ten minutes to like find our 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 groove. Yeah, that's like, true. Like. Like really, like sink into the whole podcasting. Well, it took Stella like a whole like till she was like fifty to get her groove back. So like, if we do it in one like <laughs> segment, we're doing well. Like, what kind of a reference drop is that? Stella got her groove back. <laughs> yeah, but like, what <laughs> has that ever been referenced in conversation once in the history of time? Probably when it came out. Or when the sequel hit. I don't know how I do because it's a horrible movie. To, like, gro- got her groove back. I don't even know what the movie's about, but I'm going to assume Stella gets laid or something like that when she's an wow. old. She's probably younger than us okay. now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is taking a right turn really, really quickly. We, we off- only just started, I've offended Mike. Stella and anybody who's got yeah. their groove back and old people. <laughs> <laughs> Stop offending people. Episode 82, uh, you called it closing time. I called it the closer. Either way, it's the final song, the top five, in fact, final songs on an album. Yeah. Did we do track ones? Yeah, we did track ones. You looked at you We looked, looked it up, up way back when, I don't think it's an, avail- an episode that's even available, but you can find our list. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's part of the Patreon yeah. package. The suckers who were listening at the start. <laughs> well, I'm glad you looked back, Mike. It's important to look back. It's Im- important to preserve posterity on As these long as things. you don't look back in anger. So we've done the track ones. Now we're going to do the last tracks, the final tracks. Nate, are you a fan of, of closing tracks? Yeah. I mean, I think like, I mean, you have to, unless you're a single, <laughs> you have to have one. <laughs> right? It's true. It's true. Even an EP needs a closing track. And I think it's as important as the first track because I think you want to leave somebody with something, something that's maybe going to inspire them to start the record over again or something, you know, that they're going to come back to this record again and again. Yeah, I think there's like a there's a little bit of an art to the whole thing. Like a good album has a good opener and closer. And like I find when I'm 
sampling an album, I'll do I'll check both those out right away. Those are the first two things I'll hmm. like. If I'm just like doing a quick sample, like to try to find a track to that stands out, I think those two should stand out on an album. Always, I don't know if you find that way. Yeah, like I I find that like when I used to make mixtapes a lot, like that was my favorite part, trying to find what song to end the mixtape on. Mm. So, I mean, it's a loaded question too. This is a loaded topic because like, if you stay within the confines of like, quote unquote, punk rock, it's it's a little bit easier. But if you start like expanding, like when I was doing a little bit of research, I was, I was like, oh man, like you could go so many different ways. Like one of the songs like I thought about was Only in Dreams by Weezer, which is like maybe one right. of the best closers, but it doesn't really fit with our podcast. It's off brand. I mean, moderately. Yeah, moderately. But I like, feel like it's still on brand. For sure. Or like, here comes a regular or rain and blood or how would be thy name. I mean, I didn't even get to like classic rock or folk stuff. I'm sure there's like, like, I can't tell you what songs ended Beatles albums, but I'm sure that most of them were, were pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. They're fine. They're, they're, they're enough fine songs. Bands. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the closer though is kind of prescriptive. Like as a first track, you don't, you don't know what you're going to get, but as a closer, like often reflective, um, sometimes it's a cover. Uh, sometimes it's an acoustic song or even like a full blown remix. Um, and as I searched through my catalog, I was kind of surprised at how many were, were slow dancers. Like I thought this was going to be more of a stereotype than the truth, but for my search, at least, it was actually more of a truth than a stereotype. Like, I think that's one of the cool things is like a band can like drift from their formula on a closer. So you could have one that's like slower or you could have like some gang vocals or like a fade out or like something outside of your uh, your shtick or whatever as a band. Did you find lots of them to be slow burners? Uh, some of them. I mean, the ones, I mean, you could look for them. Like there was definitely ones in my list that were for sure slow burners. And I think death seems to find its way into the, uh, the last track often as well. Makes sense. Death's final. Death's the last closing time. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. That's, that's closing the book. Yeah. yeah. Lots of long songs too. Did you find that? That I found. Like, I was like, I was like, oh, these are like, every song here is like four minutes. <laughs> to more like yeah. like i think only in dreams which i didn't use but i think it's like a six or seven minute song right yeah yeah, yeah. I, I mean to the point right there it's 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 a very long song and sometimes they can kind of drone like only in dreams where it kind of just like goes on but that's the art in almost it. Like, i think that's what makes it so good is that like this is the end and you're like you're just it's the final bit of the masterpiece right Right. The swan song. What are you listening to, Nate? Well, I feel like it's been about five minutes since we recorded the last podcast. So there's not a ton that I've been listening to, but I did find a couple of things that I could share with you today, Mike. Well, Nathan, I'd love to hear it. Well, why don't I share it with you then? You do that. Um, my first choice is The Linden Method with their new album, Grief. Um, it's a three- or sometimes written as a four piece from Chicago. I love when you find like a band and they've just got like multiple different versions of like what their lineup is. <laughs> uh, this is their second full length uh, from Chicago. 
I'm almost nervous to ask you this question because every time I ask a question like this, like, is a genre making a comeback? You're always like, dude, it started like five years ago. <laughs> Come on, Nate. And you always give me that look. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like skate punk is on a, on a revival right now. Yeah. Thoughts? Yeah, I see that. I feel like it like hit a revival and then just like I thought it was going to be a bigger revival and then it just fizzled out really quickly. So I could see it happening again. It makes sense, especially if you like look around and see kids that are really into 90s fashion and stuff like that. And 90s skate punk yeah. is like very of that time. I, it wouldn't shock me if you got like a resurgence in that. And even if you think about it, like if you think about like how many bands from the 90s have good comeback albums in the last few years, like Good Riddance or Face to Face, like um, there's just like a bunch of good albums that have come out. So it wouldn't shock me if you see a rise in skate punk again. It's been dead. It's been gone long enough that people can can hit it up again like other than europe europe kept it always kept it going i felt like but so it's not something that you've noticed over the past five or six years this is this is something that you're just starting to notice i i'm on i'm on the curve of the trend is that what you're saying Mike? well i mean it's probably not right <laughs> well i feel like this is just a rad skate punk album um i like lots about this record uh there's definitely that nod to late 90s uh, skate punk, uh, aggressive when it needs to be, fast, melodic. I just, I like this album. My second choice, Mike, have we talked about No Trigger? Like in here, I know you and I have talked about it, but have we talked about Dr. Album we in here? We have not talked about the album. We did talk about the EP with Christine when she was on. Right. But a few episodes ago. Yeah. How good is this album, man? Oh, Nathan, it's awesome. I it's a it's definitely right? a contender, hey. Yeah, hundred percent. Like it's just something I keep going back to over and over and over again. And like the funny thing is, is like it's a drug fueled record, <laughs> but aside from some of the lyrics, like it doesn't feel like a drug fueled record. Do you know what I mean? Like it's coherent. <laughs> yeah, like there's. I, I think that's part of the story to it right like it's got a story to it but like i don't feel like it's like a major part i mean it is a major part of the lyrics and stuff but i don't feel like it's like a like a stoner album or something is that what you're trying to say like like it's not a stoner album <laughs> or something like that no they they were interviewed and said we took a whole bunch of drugs and wrote this album oh really i yeah. didn't know that it doesn't feel like that for sure <laughs> No, that's what I mean. And it's got, you know, I mean, it references the acid Lord, which I can only assume is, is drug fueled. But that's what I mean is if somebody were to say, oh, dude, I've got this great drug fueled album to that you should listen to. I probably would take a pass. Yeah. Like that's not my, my jam either. But this is a great record. So good. This is an awesome record. Uh, first full length in 10 years. Like. I was going to say, like, I've heard of No Trigger before, but I don't think I've that I've ever really listened to much of that band. Yeah, I kind of listened to him in passing. I think I mentioned when Christine was on, she had suggested them to me a while ago. And a couple of times in our chat, like the Aussie guys suggested it and it never really stuck like it, it. There was nothing wrong. Like I enjoyed the other stuff, but this album is just it's like it's, maybe it's just like perfect for this time or something. I don't know. It's just great. Yeah. Like it's fun. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a serious album, but it also feels like not like a joke either, if that makes sense. Like it, right. it doesn't feel like a novelty album, but it's like fun and you like, 
like the lyric content is sort of good, like the anti-fascist stuff and like, yeah, there's some serious stuff yeah. that they're talking about. Yeah. I don't, I love it. Completely lives up to the hype of the EP. Cause I was, I was a little concerned that the EP was so good is the, is the follow up record that has some of those songs going to be as good. And it is. I may get to see them next week at Riot Fest, Mike. No. My third choice uh, is a band that, like, I just kind of turn on every once in a while, and every once in a while I enjoy it, but it's not a band I go back to that often. Um, This is a band that has now four singles lumped together. It's a four-song single, Mike. We talked about this before. This is... I don't understand it. (laughs) I don't understand it. It's a faux pas. I don't understand... Have you noticed this? That like when a single or a grouping of singles comes out and let's say you add it to your list or something like that on whatever streaming service you choose to use. And and I'm asking this question because I don't fully I don't fully understand it. I think they keep adding to some of them sometimes. So one like if you if you added one song to your list it could all of a sudden populate with like three more or two more as time goes on. You know what? I just actually noticed that like not long ago with something. I can't remember what album it was. And I was like, I thought this was like a EP. And then like later on, it was like the full thing was there. Right. I don't know how that works, but whatever. I'm not a, I don't know how it works either. It's very confusing. I want to go back to the traditional ways of using an iPod. Mike. The traditional iPod <laughs> ways. <laughs> That's right. Remind you a Walkman, right. and you're just gonna start making mixtapes again. <laughs> uh, the band is Titus Andronicus. Have you heard any of these new singles? Uh, I heard one of them, and I liked it a lot. And I was waiting for the full awesome. length. I didn't. Uh, I was trying to pull a Nathan here and wait for the full length, but uh, you can't do it anymore. Yeah. As as much as I I want to live by that ethos. So there is no full length. It's it just anymore. four singles then. No, there there is a full length on the okay. way. It's coming. Um, the latest of the four singles, um, is a, uh, is a seven minute song. I, I, I'm assuming that will be the final song on the album. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't safe guess. Never know. These guys are artsy, so it wouldn't shock me if they tossed it in the middle too or something. Who knows? It's their seventh studio album, Mike. Seven. I was a little bit surprised to see that. I don't really know how to describe this band. I always associate them with you blew it. I don't know why necessarily but they've kind of got like an indie rock emo alternative vibe did you say that yeah they're more indie rock than like emo or anything uh this band's really interesting because like i find that they're like the ultimate hit or miss band like one album be awesome and then another one will be like just not my thing and then another one i'll I'll love like it i don't know but i would say they're like alt indie rock kind of stuff all right yeah Alt indie rock. You get, do you have a better name than that? I mean, uh, it sounds pretty pretty bland and standard. They're kind of. Ro- I mean, they have like you? rock and they have a rock and roll element to them too. Like depends on which album. I feel like you need to come up with a better genre. You need to coin a better phrase, a better word, Mike. Uh, I don't know. I can't do it today. Not with this band. <laughs> okay, my last piece for what I've been listening to is another single. Um, because that's how I'm forced to listen to music now. So I'm just going to start bringing singles to the table because to find an album is becoming more, is becoming harder and harder. It's the Rocky Votolato, uh, 
new single called Becoming Human. Um, Rocky is formerly of Waxwing. Uh, this song uh, is from his new record, which will be out before this podcast comes out. Uh, Rocky lost his uh, kid Keenan in December of 2021. Uh, Keenan died as a result of a car accident, and this song is for Keenan. So, less than a year ago, Rocky lost his kid, and it's it's pretty heartbreaking. I can't uh, I can't imagine losing a child. It's a really really beautiful song, um, and we've been dealing with some grief in our family, and um, there were just some really great words that that really stood out to me um, that Rocky had in a post um, about this song. Uh, the day it was released and uh it was something that somebody told him shortly after keenan's death and it was grief is just love with nowhere to go oh so you know a really simple message but it really uh that really stuck so i thought i'd share that oh thanks nate i'm gonna check that out i didn't i haven't heard that or heard that his kid passed away um yeah that's horrible but uh yeah that's a good message to think about with grief Totally, totally. I kind of have been following along a little bit, um, you know, with the things that he's kind of posted. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. It, the song, the song very much speaks for itself. Well, well, that's uh, that's a downer, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we'll we'll uh, <laughs> we'll just bring us back keep up. Keep moving Mike. on. <laughs> <laughs> Want to hear what I've been listening to? Okay. So, Nate, uh, the first band is a band from Calgary called Exit Wound uh, and their album Rising Terror. Exit Wound are a metal band that plays like crossover thrash. Uh, I think this is their debut. Uh, I came across it on uh, just like a suggested thing in Apple Music and I really liked it. And then it was cool that they're from here. I'm not totally versed in our local metal scene, but. if you're looking for a good metal band in the vein of crossover thrash bands, check out Exit Wound. Another one I'm listening to is an album called Whimsyland, and it's self-titled. Mm. Have you have you heard this before? I have it, or I, I have heard it. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a collaborative concept album about a fake amusement park, much like Disneyland, and each song is kind of about an attraction or an area in the park. There's an insane amount of musicians involved in this. It's like each song's got a bunch of different people, but the main ones seem to be Grath from the Steinways and Houseboat and whatever other zillion bands he's in. Uh, Mikey Erg, uh, Chris of the Steinways. But like there, like I said, there's a ton of guests on there. There's the singer of the Unlovables and Adam of Dirt Bike Annie. And I think Ricky Rochelle is on it as well. Anyway, uh, great pump punk album, uh, funny concept. If you're uh, looking for something interesting like that check it out another one that i just started listening to this week is a band called the prize have you heard the prize before i have not they are from melbourne uh you can say that you can say it i believe it's it's pronounced melbourne thank you nathan mike thank you i know you you're versed in aussie (laughs) i I know the language (laughs) the album's called wrong side of town and it's just an ep that I think it came out at the beginning of August or something like that. Um, they play power pop punk. Uh, I'm totally digging it. And it's only four songs, but I look forward to hearing more from them. Uh, the few reviews I've said, they all come from different bands in the area. And one that keeps coming up 
with some hype is a band called Mr. Teenage. So I'm going to have to check that out. Uh, and the last one I'm listening to is the new Thick album called Happy Now. Do you nice. like that one? I do. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, I really like the last Thick album. This one picks up right where the other one left off. And ironically, the last track on the album would be perfect for today's topic because it's the one I keep going back to and I've been playing it super loud in my car every time it comes on. Anyway. But you did not? No, I didn't pick it. You did not choose I didn't pick it. it? Wow. Why didn't you pick it? No, no, no. I had a long list again. It took A long it list? It took, took some whittling down. Should we get to the list? I guess we should. I don't know if you're going to like this, Mike, but I'm coming out of the gates with an eight-minute song. <laughs> Is it only in dreams? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not. But, like, I felt like it was appropriate because... Like this is where the long song fits right. is 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 in the last track. You're not gonna have like the middle of the album. Well, I guess maybe the middle, but like your opener or like the first half, you're probably not gonna see a long song in No, there. probably not. It's it's always gonna be towards the end, if not the last song, right? I agree. But this song isn't just the last song of the album, it's the last song of the band. Ooh. I don't think like we knew that when it came out because I feel like the announcement about the band, you know, calling it done um, came after like months after. But uh, I mean, this band has kind of called it done before, maybe not as officially, um, but this time it, it sounds like it's for real. Uh, the band in question is the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. The album is when God was great. And that song is the final parade. I, I, I felt like we, we had to pay tribute to one of the great bands on their way out. On their way out. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I still have my doubts. I feel like they're the kind of band that'll be enticed to like do a show here or there. But there seemed to be some, some internal strife or something with this one. So maybe who knows. They're getting up there too, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, they're not young men anymore. They are not. Right? And I mean, when you're organizing, you know, 20-some guys in a band, that can't be easy either. And a dancer. <laughs> and a dancer. That's right. He's part of the band, Mike. That's why I didn't single him out. He's part of the band. Ben Carr, everybody. Ben Carr, the boss tone. They named their band after him. Um, I'm glad they had the foresight to go out with this track on their last album. Uh it's a Hellcat release, which which still strikes me as as odd, but I, I also like that. Um, the song has a very like parade and marching band vibe, uh, which just seems very appropriate. Um, it's just the perfect amount of fanfare for such an occasion as we say goodbye and goodnight to the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. And I like that there's like a, a nod to the new generation. Uh, Amy Interrupter has like a little... Uh, guest vocal spot on it um and also i mean it's on hellcat so tim's got to appear as well i feel like th there's a few people on that one is there not or is it just those two it could be more i mean there's definitely that that feeling and that vibe to just like a bunch of friends being in a room and like somebody steps up to the microphone and and sings um you know which which also plays into that idea of like the final farewell yeah, that, that's a good point, actually. I feel like that was the single, too, that, that, that they released on the album, which I thought was now thinking about it. Oh, really? I feel like that was the first one they released. Huh. I 
I, I don't remember what came out as the single, but it disproves my theory. That you don't go hot with it? <laughs> you, you don't come out with a single that's eight minutes long. Maybe the single, maybe like the video was like less or something. I don't know why. I, well, I, less is more. Yeah, I, could, I don't know. I could be making that all up, but. I think you're making it all sure. up. Let's go with that. Let's go with that for now. And then we'll, we'll see, we'll see what Bing delivers. Yeah. We'll Bing it out. Yeah. That's the hip way. That's the hip way to say you're binging something. You're going to Bing it out. <laughs> Is that how the kids that's say it? That's not how the kids say it. That's how I say it. And I'm, uh, Oh, all right. I think we both know that I'm the king of hip. <laughs> you define it. I mean, I am pretty exciting. If one of us were to have a breakout rap album, it would be. Oh you. yeah. You know me. <laughs> <laughs> in my spare time I'm a big TikTok star you just don't know it is that your handle big TikTok star yeah. the king of bing <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, my first pick is an album that came out in 2021 the album is called Waste My Heart the band is the Raging Nathans and the final track on that album is called The Beginning of the End which is nice fitting for the topic and I really like this album and if you listen to my best of list last year you would have known that but in case you missed it this is an album you shouldn't sleep on it's uh for a band that puts out an insane amount of work this is a crazy good album that's like there's no filler on it which is crazy because they've been putting out i don't know like how i feel like they have a new album every couple of weeks i literally looked it up today they have one yeah. coming out next month <laughs> that's crazy like, i don't know how they're doing it but uh yeah this is just a solid album like and and to go back to your skate punk thing this is like kind of got elements of that too like it feels like it could have came out from that era and i learned it was uh produced by luca the copyrights and mastered by uh your hero stefan egerton or steven egerton my hero <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you, you say you like a song once and, and he becomes a I hero I think you took a photo with him because you guys were both bald and uh, you became heroes friends, buddies <laughs> oh we became heroes yeah. we both the David were a hero of one another <laughs> yeah. yeah the album kicks off with the title track and doesn't stop and it ends on this absolute banger of a track which showcases how far they came in a small time between releases. Anyway, check it out. It's not eight minutes. Well, that's that's a good ying to my yang. Of course. Right? It'd be it'd be a long start to have two eight minute tracks. It would be. Back to back. Do you got a big one coming? Not an eight minute one. If I did, I would have totally no. just audibled it into the spot. <laughs> I feel like this eight minute one, though, like it surprises you. It goes by fast. <laughs> It's a good song. Yeah. I mean, they even made it a single. Like, yeah. Allegedly. According to one source, <laughs> it's the final parade by the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones and Raging Nathan's Beginning of the End. He let the merry go round way more than you ever should. He was there when they tore it all down when nobody thought that they would. He let the musical chairs fade away and disappear.
Let's just cross our fingers and keep keep going, Mike. That's my motto in life. Cross my fingers and keep going. <laughs> it's a good motto. Yeah. It's a good motto to have. It's always important to have a motto in life. I mean, it used to become get gnarly, but I don't want to get sued. <laughs> so now it's cross my fingers and close my eyes and keep going. <laughs> <laughs> what a long motto. That's how the King of Ping lives. <laughs> When you can't get gnarly, you gotta just do that. What's your second pick, Nate? All right, let's let's. Is it eight it. minutes? Let's do the second pick. It's not. It's not eight minutes. It's. Uh, I don't know how long this, is this one is. It could. Is, it could be long. Is though. your list parade themed? <laughs> it is not. Uh, it is not parade themed. It is the only theme I chose was that all songs were the final tracks. <laughs> Good job. That, <laughs> Way to stay that on was topic. the theme I chose. <laughs> I had a panic moment for one of the songs on the list about an hour ago, and I was like, "Is that actually the last track?" But it is, so it's all good. Okay. I'll keep you in suspense. Phew. Phew! I can't wait. I hope it's this one. <laughs> um, this song is probably a little bit longer, but I don't think it's eight minutes. I don't think it's a little bit longer than the first one I played. It's just a little bit longer of a song in general, but. It's a great song. Uh, when I first heard this song, this was, I mean, this was one of many that stuck stuck out, um, but a really perfect album closer. Um, the song is called A Forecast by the band Touche Amore off of the album Lament, uh, one of my favorite albums of 2020. Uh, this is the follow-up album to Stage 4, which was a very, very heavy record. Um, and there's still a lot of grief uh, to navigate through this album, Lament. Uh, it's not as all-encompassing as Stage 4, but nonetheless, still very much there. Um, this song is like a very blunt uh, airing of resentment. Uh, there's a lot of feeling of abandonment by family, friends, and bandmates. Um, it's about expecting more from your people. You know, like when, when you lose somebody, I think that people are kind of all there for you in those first couple of weeks. But once those second, third, fourth week passes, weeks passes, um, so often so does kind of everybody else. You know, like it's, it's hard to be that support person because like you just feel kind of like that broken record of like asking somebody how they're doing. Um, but I think, you know, without having experienced that myself, um, I think that people still, you know, they need that um, when they're going through stuff like that. Um, this song kind of has three parts. There's a very candid, frank kind of beginning part to this song. Um you know, talking about how people drop off over time and the way it's written, it's almost like kind of streaming consciousness. Like it's almost like conversation. Um, the second part is, is much more of like a plea, um, you know, saying, I still need you. I still need you to support me, to, to help me through. And then part three is, is just kind of complete frustration, that vibe of, uh, you know, like, when will this all end? When will I move on? And and just feeling the frustration of not being able to. So a fairly heavy song, but but I really like this song a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think you said it all there. This this album's excellent and 
this is a band that I've really grown to appreciate over the last few years. So, yeah, me too. I, it's, it's caused me to kind of go back into the, uh, their, their previous albums. Um, the, the last two stage four and lament were definitely, uh, uh, the gateways to, to more of their music for me. My next pick is, um, thrice and off uh-huh. the illusion of safety. And the song is The Belts Feel Crucible. This album is easily my favorite Thrice album. I know we've disagreed on this and which version of Thrice we love. But for me, The Illusion of Safety is the peak of Thrice's career. And nothing ever hit as hard for me as this album from front to back. And and they close it out with The Belts Feel Crucible, which just puts the whole album together. That riff at the beginning and just the breakdown at the end of it. Um so perfect for me and it just brings me back to how much i love that band when this came out um and i love that line like shortcuts through graveyards i don't know for some reason it always stuck with me is it a record you go back to like often not that much anymore but like that's that's the album of theirs i like a lot i think because i don't enjoy a lot of the other albums i the band got boring to me if I were to go back, it would be this would be the album I go back to. And when I hear any of the songs on it, I like instantly am stoked. So nice. I didn't think there was gonna be a thrice song coming out of yeah, this like, episode, Mike. Didn't, didn't see that one coming, hey? Who knew? Yeah. Was that your big surprise? No. no. There's more surprises to come. It's always a surprise. This is the one I was like, I I panicked that I was like, is this the actual last track like i thought about it and i was like no no for sure it is so what a relief yeah could have been uh it could have been disastrous could have been like somebody would have called me out on it and then i'd been like damn it bing you fucked me over again again (laughs) well you have such a love-hate relationship with bing bing's a second class (laughs) what does that mean I don't want to wreck our sponsorship deal. I've already ruined the gnarly peoples. <laughs> that wasn't a sponsorship. <laughs> I think that's, that's some that's of the where this fell apart for you. <laughs> that's some of the problem. <laughs> a forecast, touche amore, and the Beltsville Crucible thrice. Family members. 
answer but the GOP What's the difference? I'm not for certain They all end up dead to me So here's the record closer Still working out its intent I'm not sure what I'm after But it couldn't go left unsaid
think this is like the third time. Is it the third time? The second time where we were going to do this in person? And then it just the didn't happen time. and we're still doing it's the third time yeah, the third. in a row. Yep. Wow. It's like we don't want to do it in person. No, because we weren't there's no way we could have done the, the the one with Christine. So but I think the one before that we were planning. All right. Either so, way, we we, so we keep blowing it. <laughs> and here we are still doing it like COVID's a thing. <laughs> right? Yeah. How crazy is that? <laughs> one day. One day we'll do it in person again, Mike. Yeah. Do you think you'll have snacks? For you, yes. Okay. Good. Because I'm pretty sure it's like my rider's still the same. Okay. All right. I'm going to slow it down a little bit now, Mike. Like a slow dance? Yeah. There's, you know, there's the long song. There's the song about death. And now there's the slow song. See, I'm taking you through all the movements here, Mike. Covering all the grounds? All, all the bases. bases. That's, all the that's different the thing. things. Covering all the bases. I don't know why I said covering all the grounds. That's okay. You're unfamiliar, right? English isn't your first language. That's okay. It is my first language. I just <laughs> suck at it. <laughs> uh, this one came out in in 1999. When did when did that Thrice record come out? After 99? Is this the oldest one? No, Thrice came Thrice would have came out in 2000 something. All right. I feel like so 2002. This is the oldest one. Not no, this is the oldest one. Yes, this is the oldest one. So far. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Why do only you time will, disagree? Only time will tell. <laughs> so you have a song coming up that's that's older than 1999. Is that what you're saying? Maybe. I hope it is, Mike. I hope you're not leading me down a stray path. I wouldn't lie to you. This song has been a song that I still... I, I get the feels for when I hear it 23 years later. Um, it's a song about bullying and really just a song that is just as relevant now as it was when it was written. Do you know what it is? I don't, but I feel like you never learned the lesson because you constantly bully me. That's not true. You bullied me. This is a serious. This is a serious song, Mike. It's Remember that time you song. threw a giant Slurpee in my car? You wouldn't call that bullying? That wasn't. That wasn't bullying. That was playing a game. <laughs> How do you not was 64 know ounces. that I was playing a game? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that there were size requirements to the game. Okay. Okay. Anyways, let's get back to the seriousness about this song. No, I don't know which song um, you're talking about. Sorry. The song is the ballad off of the album Penny Bridge Pioneers oh, yeah. by the band Millencolin. This is a great song. Every time I hear this song, I always feel like sad. And then I always feel a little bit shitty for people that I was shitty to. Like me? No, not like you. Stop making it a joke. <laughs> not like you. Um, it wasn't a joke a when really... my pants got soaked and my car was sticky. <laughs> That's not bullying. <laughs> That's an unfortunate circumstance is what that is between two friends. Fair. This is not a song about two friends throwing Slurpees at each other. I didn't throw anything. I was unaware. I was whistling unaware, blissfully. 
The ballad is much sadder than my life. <laughs> the ballad is much sadder than your it life. Is. But like, like I say, completely relevant to today's day and age. Um, man, I would hate to be growing up in today's day and age. It just seems so much harder. And though we're like more aware of it now, it seems worse. I feel like it's worse too. I mean, I feel like it's more expansive. I feel like probably kids got it just as bad, but it was like limited to like when you were at school or when you were like somewhere and now it like haunts you all day and night and like, yeah, like I guess you could have like prank phone called somebody before and like dealt with it that way, but you're not getting text messages and constantly or anything like that. It's, it, kids have it pretty rough with that kind of stuff, Yeah, but yeah, it's shitty and it's harder now. I would say, even though we are more aware and there are more like, yeah, like more people talking about it and it's like there's support systems, but, and it would definitely suck. Yeah. There's really like, I mean, there's, there's days dedicated to it now to making people aware and like, you know, making, um, pledges to, to not bully others. And, and yet I don't know if that's solving the problem. Probably not, but maybe who knows? Every little bit counts. If it helps one kid. Yep. Really simple song with a really simple message. Don't be shitty to other people. And, um, yeah, it's 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 a song that uh, that grabs me every single time. It was a last minute cut off my list, so I'm glad I didn't take it. Uh huh. So my song is older because I like to win. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're just making an audible right no. now. This is this is all just happening live. Let's do it live. <laughs> it's not an audible. It's a song that we've talked about and and a band we've talked about way too much on this podcast. The song is Matchbox. The band is strung out. The album is Twisted by Design. And if I recall, I believe that's a 98 album, right? Maybe 97 uh, even? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I, I, I can't even take a stab but at I mean, it. We've gone way too much into this album on this podcast and in our chat. You know the drill. I love the album. And uh, Matchbox is the perfect closer to this album. I'm pretty sure it was on like every mixtape I made that year or even like afterwards. It's such a good closer. Um, and just as a reminder, this is a good time to join the WhatsApp chat and talk about if you like Suburban or Twisted More. Um, I mean, it's a, it's been an <laughs> ongoing conversation <laughs> for the last seven years. And we've even had some uh, some charts made. Uh, longtime listener and friend of the podcast, Joel, made a Excel sheet chart to try to scientifically solve this this debate uh he got shot down pretty quick <laughs> i i feel like strung out's also the reason some people have left the chat oh yeah it's uh we give a lot of of airtime to a band that people seem to be very divisive about <laughs> so anyway indeed I, i'm serious it's this might be one of the best closers i think for any punk band i might go out that far like would you say would you say it's a top five? Yeah, I'd say it's a top five, but I don't ever like to pigeonhole, nice. but I would say this is an actual top five. <laughs> you don't actually pick top fives for this top five podcast that we do? No, I constantly say it's five ones that I like. I don't claim it's the five best. <laughs> five best to you, though. No? Most of the time is the five best to me, yeah. 
but implying it's the top five implies that it's like beyond me. Anyway, let's not get into the semantics of that. All right. We'll get Joel to make no a semantics. <laughs> semantics, that word, whenever I hear it, I always hear Tony Danza say Samantha <laughs> in my ear <laughs> from who's the That's boss. actually better than the word semantics. <laughs> <laughs> They're one in the yeah. same. The ballad, Millen and Matchbox strung out. Last election and the ball game does never get a pass. Not appreciated, just his first name. He's the scapegoat of the class. There are no friends to cheer him up and no girls, no sweet romance And it's impossible to expand When you never get a second chance Not going to the school prom He said he had the flu Jumped up excuses as he told mom I'm safer here with you She told her son someday they'll all be Sorry for mistreating you don't be afraid, my son, and trust me You'll be someone they will look up to
going to a show tomorrow. I know, Mike. and no one's going except my brother. Wow. I bet your brother feels really good about himself right now if he's listening to this. <laughs> oh, we're, we're recording. We <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm stoked to go with him now that I know that we're recording. <laughs> the mics are always hot. No, I was told when I, when I purchased the ticket that Justin was going, and then when I saw him last night, he said, no, I'm going golfing, which tracks are you are you pumped for the show? I am Mike? super excited. I haven't seen Good Riddance since like the nineties. Yeah, you've missed a lot of shows because they've played here many times since the mid-90s. Yeah, I know, but I just never felt compelled to go. Now I feel yeah. like I'd like to see them again. Is Ignite yeah, on this bill? It's like a it's a pretty big bill. Like there's five or six bands playing. This is the second show since COVID. Yeah, this will be my second show since COVID. I did miss the home front show because I didn't know it was on Friday <laughs> last week, which is uh, kind of a bummer. Was that the one that had you announced you were going to that one? No, I were, said I would you, like to try to you, go to that one on the last episode. You'd like to try. Is there another one coming up or was that? That the was one? the one and it, it just, okay. I had missed it. Okay. So I don't have a lot of faith. You're actually going to go tomorrow. I will take a photo and send it to you, Nathan. All right. Picks. Or it yep. didn't happen. I have another song about death for you, Mike. Death comes creeping. But it's not like a sad song. Like I feel like there's there's joyfulness to this okay. song. Or as much joyfulness as you can bring to a song that's about somebody who passed away. All right, all right. The style of music certainly helps. It's a ska song. Okay. Not just one ska song on my list. Two ska songs on my list. Uh, and this is from the album Fight the Good Fight by the Interrupters. And the song, do you know what the last track is, Mike? I don't know off the top of my head. It's Room with a View. I don't, I can't even recall it. So I'm looking forward to checking it. Well, you're about oh, to am. hear it. You're about to hear it. Um, like I said, it's it's a feel-good song in the sense that I really like the sentiment. Whatever you believe in, like, after death, um, 
I, I really like the sentiment of, you know, checking in with a pal, updating them on life. Um, the song's about somebody who passed away, um, you know, 10 years prior. And, uh, and she's kind of just checking in and like, you know, saying, so this is what's happened. This is what you've missed out on. But, you know, I can't wait to see you down the road. Save a spot for me kind of a thing. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I really like this song. I think it caps this album off really well. This is, this is such a great album. We've talked about this album before. Um, it's stands up as the years go past, um, room with a view. Excellent pick. I do like that band. Um, so you had mentioned, uh, a band in your first pick that didn't, that had recorded a, a last track and then broke up. So it really is a last track. This band that I'm picking did the same thing. The band is The Swellers. The the album is The Light Under Closed Doors. And the song is called Call It A Day. So like I said, this is the final Swellers album. And I don't know if they necessarily knew this was their final one when they they recorded it. I'm guessing they didn't. Um, But... The last, the last track on this, Call It A Day, is perf- a perfect way to end it all. Um, I'm not sure if this is their best album, like, but it's the one that I consistently listen to front to back. Like, I generally like tracks of theirs, and almost every track, but I've never like connected with an album. But this, for some reason, this album connected with me, and uh, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of funny. I always thought they're a poster band for a band that should be much bigger than they ever were. Like I always felt like they were on the cusp of blowing up and like going beyond punk rock world and being like in the mainstream, but they never just, they never did it. Hey, I think they were like maybe a year or two late and they were young too, right? Like they were not that that really plays into it, I guess, but, but I always just felt like they were like every time, every album, it would get good reviews and I'd be like, Oh, they're on the cusp. And then they kind of did get signed, right? Like, like that one album was on a bigger label, but it just, fell flat yeah i don't know i don't get it but uh and by all means like i always saw that they were like good live. i never saw them live but i always heard they were good live like i said all their albums were reviewed positively and like i never heard a bad thing about anybody in that band or anything it's just kind of weird that they never put it together and i guess uh the end track on this call it a day just sounds perfect for a band like that so that's why i went with it Nice. Yeah, they, this band wrote a lot of really good songs. I kind of thought that they would be a band that would get back together, that would find their way back to uh, to playing again. Yeah, I, I keep thinking that too. I'm like, oh, they'll be like one of those fest reunion bands. But I mean, they're busy yeah. with other stuff. Like I, I'm guessing like, like one guy's in No Trigger, right? <laughs> and then that other band. Is that the drummer? Believe, it's one of the brothers. I don't know which. All right. And then like there's a couple other bands and I don't know what ever happened to the other, the brothers, I think are in bands, but I don't know about the other guys. Room with a view, the interrupters and call it a day, the swellers. No matter how much the clock goes around, there's an aching pain. The sun goes up and the sun goes down, but it still feels the same. Your house is just some drywall now Your parents moved away
all your friends have aged Some got married and some had kids And some just moved away There's a few that came to live with you A few that are on the way
to go I'm done shoveling snow But some of this will stay Thank you to everyone who has listened to the podcast, sent in a list, sent your band to listen to, said something nice to one of us or joined our group chat. Thank you again for listening. We really do appreciate it. If you're feeling nice, write a review or subscribe on one of the streaming platforms. Uh, I don't really know why, but people say that helps or mention us on Instagram or something. Um, Like I said, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. And uh, I hope you're enjoying the episode. And Let's get to the last pick. It was a real good close, Mike. Yeah. Real good. Like you were saying, I'm, I was like a closer in a baseball game. I walked up, I nailed it. Do you know... Uh, Is that how a closer that works in a, a baser? No. <laughs> no, I don't know no. anything. <laughs> I don't like the baseball. The baseball analogy? <laughs> nope. I'm a, I'm, a, so, I'm a soccer and hockey guy. So when you have... You have pitchers in baseball. Oh, the right? pitcher's and the closer. I thought like the bat. Yeah. I would have thought the bat, the like last batter is called the closer. I thought it was like a pinch hitter kind of thing. No, it's like uh, it, I don't think you should be ashamed that you don't know. You don't follow the sport, so why would you know if you don't follow the sport? There's lots of soccer references I would never pick up on, Mike. And I don't, I don't really follow baseball, but I know enough about it. The closer, so when you have a pitching staff, you've got numerous pitchers, right? But the closer is the guy that they'll bring on literally to close the game out to because he's got something that, you know, is it, it, it challenges those those batters. Um, like that's, you, you'd never see him open the game. You'd never see him anywhere but, but there to close the game out. It's a lot of pressure. It is. Brian Wilson was a great closer, not the beach boy, but, uh, you know, the guy with the big beard that played for the San Francisco Giants. Do you remember that guy? No, I know the guy that looked like, uh, the dude from dazed and confused. That's about it. There's a lot of, a lot of dudes in dazed and confused. Can you be more specific? Mitch. Mitch Kramer. Kramer. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what happened to Mitch Kramer. He's a, where's that guy now? Mitch or the actor? The yeah, I mean Mitch is the a actor, fictional character. Yeah. Well, the actor is works in computer stuff. Works in computer stuff. Another really specific response. I think he designs video games and then he does tech support and stuff like that. I just read a book about uh, like the oral history of Days and Confused, like at the beginning of wow. summer. So, and did it talk about like where all these people are now? Yeah, the majority of them. Or yeah. just Mitch Kramer. Just Mitch. It was all just Mitch. <laughs> 
the Mitch thing is the Mitch. I can't remember which actor he was working at Apple, and one of the actors called, and he got like the tech support thing. He's like, "I know you. I was in the movie with you." I feel like no it was like a, I feel like it was Jason London or whatever or whatever Jeremy, Jeremy London, London, whichever one it was. Whichever London, yeah. It could be any London. Well, there's two of them. See, baseball brought that up. Baseball made that happen, Mike. People love the baseball. But do you see what it did? Do you see what it did for that conversation? It, it brought about great conversation about Mitch Kramer and Dazed and Confused. Uh, his name's Wiley Wiggins. or what? <laughs> Really? Yeah. What a name. Wiley. What a name. All right, let's get to the last picks, Mike. Last picks of the evening. As I said in the beginning, I feel like there are certain checkboxes that you have to that you have to mark in creating or or assigning, maybe not creating, but in assigning the last track. Whether it's, you know, something to reflect on, whether it's a slower song. Like it's not just it's not just a song. And I think it's interesting too that you you'll listen to the first and the last because I feel like I need the lead up to the last. I can't just listen to the last. I need to know what's in between. That's fair. Well, this song is one of those songs that's just kind of like a feel-good song, but it's not about death. It's not a death feel-good song. It's just a feel-good song. It's a sing-along song, Mike. It's a great way to end an album. Um, And I remember the first time I heard this song, I thought, wow. What a great song. And so <laughs> here it is. <laughs> the song is Sing With Me. It's by Bad Cop, Bad Cop. It's off the album, The Ride. These women have such beautiful voices, and I feel like this song really features them. Uh, they harmonize so well together, and it's really just a song that speaks for itself. So that's all I'm going to say about it. I love that band. I feel like... They put those two albums out too quick together and then they just sort of like faded away. Like I don't hear anything about them anymore. I feel like there was like a lot of hype and they just sort of fizzled off. Like, right. I don't know what, if they're still planning on putting stuff out or if they're still together or what. Do you know? I don't know, Mike. I, I don't have these answers. All right. I, ha- I have no idea. I think they're still playing. I think they're still doing things. But I, I don't know if uh, I don't know what the plans are. No one's called me with the plans. Yeah, that's all right. They probably did. You probably just didn't pick up. Speaking of not picking up, I missed your call today and you left a voicemail. And I feel like that's something that's generational because not a lot of people leave voicemails anymore, but I really appreciate a voicemail. Oh, I'm glad you did. I like a voicemail yeah. too. I hate when people don't leave a voicemail. Yeah, it feels dismissive, right? It like, feels like that call oh, wasn't I'm that glad important. you didn't pick up. <laughs> Yeah. Like I had to call, but I'm glad you didn't have to actually pick up. So now we just like just text or send like a. Yeah. It's rude. It's rude not to, but like so many, well, maybe not so many people, but some people make fun of me for leaving voicemails at this stage of the game. Well, that person's crazy. I'm curious. I'm curious if people leave voicemails anymore or if that's, if that's a gone with the dodo. To be honest, I. As bad as it is, I miss the phone call with a friend. Like, I know you and me try to do the phone call a little bit more. Don't just text. Yeah. I appreciate that, too. Like, yeah, a lot of people too. are just like, oh, just send me a text. But I like I like a good phone call. You know what else I like, Nathan? 
This last tell track. Me, tell me what you this like. This last yeah. track. Yeah. Yeah. Smooth. This is it. This is my uh, my closing pitch. Ooh, look, I learned something. Uh, You're close. Yeah. That's what always happens. Closer Everyone than when we I'm started close. this conversation. Everyone always saying I'm close. Me. Anyway, the album is called Never Gonna Die. The song is called Never Gonna Die. The artist is Aria and the Pure Heart. Um, ah. This came out on Wiretrap, Wiretap a few years back, and it's one of those albums that might have slipped under the radar for some listeners, but it's worth going back and checking out. I know when I first brought it up on our podcast, I uh, I was guilty of the lazy comparison to Gaslight Anthem. And it's like, if you go and read the reviews, everybody brings up Gaslight or Bruce Springsteen. And like I said, it's lazy. But if you're being compared to those bands with such strong songwriting, it's probably not a bad thing, right? Like <laughs> to be compared in those yeah. circles is, is, is a good thing. Um, Never Gonna Die is nine songs. There's no filler and it ends on the title track, like I said. And I just love the claps at the end of it. It feels like, like you were saying with the gang vocal thing, like it's something like that. It's just a good way to end an album. Uh, there's clap yeah. and a repetition of Never Gonna Die Alone. Just a perfect note. Um, I'm not sure if Arya has any more releases planned. I was following him on Instagram and he does a lot of art. Um, he did this really cool like comic book graffiti art take on superheroes and posted it on the Instagram on the Instagram. See, I'm old. Posted it on Instagram. The gram. Oh. You can say the, oh, gram the gram or in or Instagram. You can't say on his IG. the Instagram. On his IG. <laughs> and I feel like that dates you too. That's right. like that's like the dad trying to be cool, you know. Okay. Hey there, kids. How's your IG working? You know, <laughs> that's what that sounds like. Hey, I, hey there. How are the books of the face? <laughs> <laughs> I'm dropping it on my socials. Yeah, there you go. Uh, anyway, uh, if you should follow him just to see that artwork stuff, it's it's really cool. Um, but yeah, love that album. I'm not sure. Like I said, it might have been one that people slept on because I don't know if it got a lot of hype. And uh, I love this album. It's uh, it's interesting, right? Like I, I I hear the idea of like trying not to compare, you know, somebody that like to another artist and things like that. And it can get lazy sometimes, but at the same time, like you want to have some kind of point of reference, right? Like, yeah, you know, like if if somebody's telling me about a band, like the the point of reference is who they sound like, and like. Most bands are going to sound like somebody. Yeah, I get that. And like, I think it just gets annoying if you are constantly like tossed in the same thing. Like right. even, even Gaslight when they constantly got tossed with Bruce Springsteen, right? Like, or um, this isn't so bad because it's like a good comparison. But like when girl bands just like, they find like, oh, it's a girl in a punk band. She must sound like Avril Lavigne or Gwen Stefani. Right. So that's who I'm going to compare them to or Paramore. And right. I don't think that's fair. And I think that pigeonholing is like worse than let's say like, oh, Ari and the Pure Heart has like a gaslight anthem feel to it. It's a little bit more less to mean or like more positive rather than just being like lazy, but generic. Yeah, generic yeah. is a good word. If you still stand out after the comparison, I think that's a good thing too. There you go. There you go. That's that's where we wanted to get. Sing with me. Bad cop, bad cop, and never gonna die. Are you in the pure heart? Thanks again for listening. Stay cool, be excellent to each other, and always remember to stretch out your groin before you record a podcast. 
Thank do you. this thing. Oh, um, do you have a name for the episode? Yeah. Closing time. Does that work? Closing time. Sure. Uh, no, I don't want to see that. I called it the closer, you know, like in baseball. Oh, yeah, that works too. No, I like, I, I mean, I, I automatically think of the great, amazing hit. <laughs> closing time. Such a time for packing up. Semi Sonic. Is that who sings that? I don't know. Matthew Good sounds oh. like Matthew Good to me. <laughs> yeah. Stinky. <laughs> <laughs>